0: Hello and welcome to episode six of this AFL Life. I'm Alison Smanoff and I'm joined once again by Julia Kiera.
1: Hi, Alison.
0: Now we need to discuss something before we get into analysing the games. Um, it appears that we've both been on media street this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was followed here by the paparazzi,
0: <laughs> and I'm just hoping it doesn't affect our performance too much. But uh, but how did you go on Saturday night in the special comments chair for ABC Radio? Well,
1: I. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I found myself mixing my metaphors and tongue twisters were flying left, right and centre. But that's my usual. (laughs) (laughs) That's my usual state of affairs. Unfortunately, you edit some of those out. (laughs) No, it was pretty fun though. It was pretty fun. It was with Nathan Burke from Mm. Kilda. I tried to be real cool about that. Um, I think I might have blanked Ros Lanigan on the way up because I was ushered up to the third floor where the, uh, all the radio, you know, Boots, the radio yeah. commentating is mm. happening and I didn't know where I was going and I just asked this person, where do I go and then she told me where to go and then afterwards I was like, oh, that girl looked really familiar. Maybe I've played football against her and then I watched the women's footy show on Sunday. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So, I do know who you are. I was just a bit nervous <laughs> about what was happening. So... Thank you for your kind directions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was nice. It, it was nice to do it. It was great view. And hopefully I didn't stuff up too much or create um, <laughs> lies about players, which is something I really hate when I read in the paper things about players. I'm like, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one in an afl.com.au quiz once. It was one of the questions and it was clearly wrong. Oh, made me very angry. Very angry. Anyway. Mm. Anyway, how did you go? <laughs> Are your makeup still on? I I can see the line around your jaw, that tan, you know, they put that concealer stuff on.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I made my live TV debut on the women's footy show on Sunday. And again, thank you, Roz and Tiffany, for having me on the show. Mm. Yeah, I was just on to to talk a bit about Change Your Game. And it was a complete blur, <laughs> mm. but uh, quite the adrenaline rush. And, and um, yeah, I was a bit nervous about doing, it, but I'm but I'm glad I did it. I did it in the end.
1: I'm not commenting because you told me earlier that I wasn't allowed to say anything about mm. it. Yes, I was I allowed will, to watch, but yeah. I was not
0: allowed to talk about it. So. I will never watch it again. Mm. But and we will never talk of it. Yeah, but in detail. <laughs> <laughs> But just tell me I was great.
1: You were great. But actually, the thing you left out is you actually talked about Darabin and your Darabin playing career and they flashed up two photos that included me in it. Well, you are my captain. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah. So I was on TV this week too, Jay-Z. Wow, <laughs> so amazing.
0: I'm just sharing the love around. Yeah, cool. Mm. <laughs> um, but that does – this Media Street talk brings us to a kind of more – uh, serious topic. There was an article in the paper today, Tuesday. The headline was, "How do you solve a problem like Moana?" And it talked about Moana's goal tally so far this season mm. being one. Uh, for a marquee player, they haven't Collingwood haven't got much return for her, and they they cited that perhaps she did too much media and built herself up a bit too much in the lead up to the season. Now, I want to preface our conversation by saying I feel very uncomfortable about singling out. Any players on performance, mm. but but what did you what did you make of that article, JC? I just
1: thought, God, it's a harsh, unfair world, because it was a media outlet talking about how the me- how she's doing too much media, mm. and maybe that's affecting her performance. But the only reason she got the media was because the media have been doing it, like yeah. So and. I guess when a lot of stuff was happening last year with um, Mo and the Australian story, and um, the you know after the exhibition game, there was a lot of press about her, and a lot of it was very positive. But it was really kind of building Mo up to be, you know, this kind of perfect player in in a lot of ways. And I remember at the time, and I have had similar feelings about Daisy in terms of the press that she gets, Mm. um, that you know the. The press has built these – has picked a couple of players to really build up and write a lot of stories about And I just felt like no matter what these girls do on the football field, it will never match how they've been built up. And it's almost like, you know, the media has created the story then so they can write all these positive pieces about it and then they can write all the negative pieces about it later because they've created the story, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. Um, you know, they've built it up to knock it down. Yeah. As Florence and the Machine would say, they've built the ship to wreck. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's made me uncomfortable, you know, and it was the banner headline on the front of the the age and then it was the back page story and, um, look, it's – she's just a player. She um, – there's a lot of – I don't know if um, – she's not getting fed the ball in the same yeah. way that she – yeah was in the exhibition series or when she plays for St Kilda they're playing more quality opposition she's not having the same opportunities all that kind of stuff um mm. and they made comments about her training regime or whatever but it i don't know like i it makes me uncomfortable cuz i just i still feel like well these players are between a rock and a hard place because yep. the media is building them up to be these huge to have these huge profiles and building them up to perform like their male counterparts who can treat it like a job, but mm. they're not. Yeah, they're not in that position. No, it's not
0: their full-time job. It's, is it?
1: It's not their full-time job. They're not paid squillions, so yeah. I don't know. It makes me un- it makes me uncomfortable, but that's the media.
0: Mm. But it's also kind of buying into this old-school footy notion that if you do too much media, it affects your performance, and that it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well, even like Darcy. Yeah has talked about you know i've seen her interviewed where they ask about her pre-game routine and whether she gets overwhelmed and she says openly that she just lets it all in in yeah because that's her temperament she can let it all in and now other people i know probably don't they put their headphones in or they put their head down and they don't it just depends on you and Mm. um you know uh, watching mo through the years i felt like when the spotlight is on her she does perform you know she it works for her so other players it wouldn't so I don't know if you can chalk it up to that. Mm. It, I just think there's unrealistic expectations has, have been placed on her, and um, I guess how was she ever going to meet them?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's a very good point. And mm. she is a forward. You're at the mercy of how the ball gets delivered to you and mm. how the the forward line is functioning. Yeah. Um. Going by their game on Saturday, it was not a game for forwards. <laughs> Yeah. You know, half of Brisbane's goals were running goals. Like I said before, I just I just find it i just find it really uncomfortable singling players out at this it, you know, the competition's in its infancy. Mm. And I just don't think it's warranted just yet.
1: No, because it's it's 3 games in and it, it's the front banner headline on the age. Mm, like, exactly even a first round draft pick gets a season's grace surely yeah. or half a season's half grace yeah season. yeah exactly a half a season where they get to play it as a full time job Yep. um so i think that's pretty harsh mm you know it didn't help that that disney film came out at the same time and people were just like oh my where not overload <laughs> jesus she's everywhere <laughs> everywhere oh my god <laughs> um just kidding yeah i don't know i think the other part of it is that for whatever reason, and I'm surprised it's in the age because it's usually the Herald Sun is the Herald Sun during footy season. Like every second headline is about Collingwood, especially yeah. if they're doing well when they're doing well, and when they're doing badly, like they're just ready to burn the place down. Yeah. So because Collingwood are winless, it's it's they're just starting to do that. You know yeah. they're trying to find the person to blame and so on. It's a really I don't know what it is about that club and the media and how that gets portrayed. Yeah. Um. So I think that is part of it too, you know, Collingwood's out, not Collingwood, but, you know, yeah. the expectation that Collingwood wouldn't be winless at this point in time. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, who's responsible for the marketing, her personal marketing, the brands that have sponsored her, the club, the AFL itself, like, is there a coordinated message? I don't really know. Mm. I think maybe people have felt like she has been the face of certain things and therefore she's got to live up to it. But... Has that been – I doubt that Mo has had – is driving that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean dr- – Yeah.
0: Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she has a player manager. Clubs have whole media departments that, that have media strategies around um, teams and players. And, I, yeah, I can't imagine she – you know, they're just throwing her out to the wolves. Mm. There would be some system and direction around it. But, yeah, she's – Um, I think she's been dealt with pretty harshly at the moment. Yeah. So, round three was Super Saturday on, uh, on last Saturday. The first game was a draw. Can you believe it? I know. GWS v. Fremantle. Can I just say I'm not a fan of the Super Saturday? Because I just want it spread out yeah. over the weekend. Well, me too, because I've missed the last quarter of mm. the Collingwood-Brisbane game. Yeah, because I you had to get, get to get to one, to one the of the other games. games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, mm. I, I'm not a fan of it. Mm. Um, and also I neglect... My partner and child, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all day, which doesn't get me in the good books. Mm. But apart from that, yes, it was a draw.
0: Oh, but can I? just It was a good game. Can I just say I love how there's these little quirks mm-hmm. that happen in footy. So the final score was seven one forty three to six seven forty mm. three a piece. Yeah, back in eighteen ninety seven. At Brunswick Street Oval between Fitzroy and South Melbourne was the first ever draw in the VFL competition and the final score was 43 apiece. Oh!
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> And I also want to say that I hope Geelong and Fremantle don't go the way of Fitzroy and South Melbourne. <laughs> oh, that's right. Jeez! <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of the game, Al? I, look, it was a really exciting game. I was actually quite um, – I was very into it. I was right on the edge of my seat. Um, both teams had so many opportunities to, to clinch it and it was it was tough and yeah. it looked like it was really hot conditions and they were just battling it out to the death and I yeah. just – yeah, it was a ripper of a game.
1: Yeah, it was. I found it – yeah, so it was a pretty entertaining game. Um, I think I mentioned in the – when we are talking about the practice match that, you know, that – um, Sharp was really exciting and she was kind of back. She clicked three goals on her left foot. I believe some of them were.
0: Yes, two were on her left foot yep. and she is a right footer.
1: Yep, so I hope you youth girls are watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was good to see her back in it. Erin McKinnon got like 32 hit outs or something mm-hmm. outrageous. Yep. Got a rising star nomination Yeah, well today. they both did. Both did. Oh, Ashley yeah.
0: Sharp did too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it was great to kind of see, you know, it, it, two Teams who are not having the best of luck get, you know, that getting some good performances out of their young players. Phoebe McWilliams looked like she'd like broken her <laughs> kneecap. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then came <laughs> back on and kicked Lazarus. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> Lazarus rising. Um, it was, yeah, it was a dramatic game. Barclay. Oh. oh, that tackle. Oh. On. Look, it was oh, on Tia Haynes. Look, poor Haynes. She, the f- the few times this year where she's got the ball in her hands, you just see this spark and you can see why she was taken as the number one draft pick in 2014. Yep, But that girl has bad luck. Oh, she rotten has luck. W- just what terrible bad luck. You know, Barclays tackled her. She's been suspended. Well, she's been off a one. Well, week she was
0: offered uh, a one-week suspension with an early plea, and yep. I'm assuming she's taken it.
1: Yeah. Look, the tackle. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's borderline for me. Like, it's one of those ones where, if she hadn't dislocated her shoulder, would she have been reported? Not sure. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, she looked like in a lot of pain and just so disappointed, and we're just disappointed for her. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. You, wanna, you mm. want it? You want you want all these players to just do well. Yeah. You want all these players to be at 100% of their capacity playing their best footy, their mm. best footy and um you know we're not seeing that mm. out of some of some players because they're getting injured and mm. um, it's such a shame so yeah.
0: although there was a bit of talk that um, cuz the shoulder went back in okay. they got it back in fairly quickly that mm. she might return this season. So yeah, right. um fingers crossed for her. Yeah. But well look, even mm. if
1: she doesn't get back for AFOW but she can get back for her local club yep. because it's a long time. Yeah, but she's already missed and Yeah, she,
0: two yeah, yeah two knee Rico's back to back mm. yeah, you just um wanna see those players just getting a, you know yeah. some good luck for once.
1: Yeah, so it was a it's a pretty exciting game. I think um you know Carden Allen was off in the last quarter for a few minutes which might have Changed. Yep. Frio's momentum. She got 16 possessions again. Phila Carmo. uh, Each game, I've not spoken about her, but each game she's featuring a lot. And she got 19 possessions. She was the highest possession getter. It was good to see Emma Swanson finally get on the park. Yeah. So, yeah, there was lots about the game that was great. And watching from home, like, draws are really dramatic. But if you're at the game, you'd be cracking it.
0: Yeah. And if you're playing, you crack (laughs) it even more. I know. But I loved Emma Swanson's post-match interview. She was just like... You know, that's the best game I've ever played in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. She was jumping out of her skin. i like, yeah. drew. I'm like, yeah, but you just think it's been such a long build-up, especially from the marquees. Like, they've known for the longest where they were going. Going, yeah. Um, and, and then she finally gets to play. Um, yeah, so it was – look, it's a shame that one of those teams didn't get a win, didn't get four points. Look, hopefully those two teams start – look, if we've seen really good signs from both of them. Yeah. Um, it's just not the four-quarter effort or the – that real lethal quality that that are going to get them convincing
0: wins if yep. you haven't seen yet. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What do we think of the Frio talent drain? It's interesting. Well, I I think the AFL have done a really good job by making the competition very even.
1: Mm. Would you say that if you're a Fremantle supporter? I
0: don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of their elite forward talents, and that's no disrespect to Sharp, Kira Phillips and all the girls that are playing up forward currently mm. but when you think about Kelly Gibson, Chelsea Randall, Sabrina Frederick-Traub playing for other clubs, mm. you might be a little bit disappointed.
1: Well because in those three girls they're just unique talents. Yeah and they all bring irreplaceable.
0: They all bring something quite different mm. um, and if they're all in the one team it's Mm. Look out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Again, I think if
1: I was a Freer support, I'd be feeling pretty miffed by it. But as a general fan of the whole competition, it's good. But yeah, I guess I wanted, you wanted Freer to be more competitive.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Mm, yeah. Um, But, you know, is it just that they haven't clicked yet?
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, we spoke about that last week. Mm. You know, by... Round six, they could be a powerhouse because it's all clicked together and some girls have stepped up and their game plan is starting to really flow And but it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a cu- it's cut through this mm. um, seven-round season.
0: Yeah. Mm. And also Kiara Bowers. I mean, mm. not only did they lose those other, other players as marquees to other clubs but mm. one of their own marquees in Kiara Bowers was yeah. – um, went down with a knee injury as well and she has consistently won league best and fairest over, mm. over in WA. She is an absolute jet. Yeah. You know, she's the engine room of their midfield and she's missing as well. So, a lot of that kind of grunt work is falling to, to Cara Donnellan. So, yeah, it's very interesting.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, good luck to Freya. Hopefully, they start getting some wins together just for the, the good of the comp, yeah, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I also just want to confirm that Kara's last name is Donnellan. I actually asked her if it was Donnellan or Donnellan, and she said it's most definitely Donnellan.
1: I apologise, I've always said Donnellan, mm. but also I think my sister's friends with a Donnellan, so i that's where I've got it from. Yep. And also, Stephanie Kyocchi's name is Kyocchi. Yep. I've also asked her, and it's Kyocchi, even though her nickname is Chotch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, and just y- your name is Julia. Chiera um,
0: Not Chiera
1: Not Chiera On on the radio on, on Saturday night the Alistair who was commentating Said my name correctly the whole night And then right at the end dropped in a Chiera I'm like <sighs> oh. We were going to be best mates oh, Yes
0: <laughs> Now you're dead to <laughs> me It's quite funny People don't tend to have a problem with my last name I don't, I don't know why
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they call you Stolich. <laughs> Grey Goose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so the next game, Brisbane v. Collingwood. Brisbane were playing their first home game. Mm. Um, looked again, looked like pretty hot uh, trying conditions in a in a very stiff breeze. And Brisbane got up by four points mm. in the end. Uh, with pretty low scoring. Due to the conditions, it was 4 3 27 3 What did you make of the game?
1: Well, that was a really entertaining game mm, too, was. I've got to say. Yeah. Um, Collingwood finally put together a four-quarter effort. Unfortunately, it didn't get them the result. And Brisbane, I guess, showed how they've got to three wins. Because not everything went their way, but mm. they just managed... You know, yeah, they've got it above the shoulders. They to just, just guts it out, it didn't they? Yeah, um, and there were a few pretty fun goals to watch. Yeah, that one from McCarthy where she's taken five bounces, and there is another one where they've spotted up Caitlin Ashmore in the middle of the ground, and she's sprinted away from Kiyochi and um, giving it to McCarthy again and yeah. you know, it's just so fun to yeah. watch but they've just got mm. those two speedsters they let. And and Wushner had a had a chance to do it too but oh, she yeah, shanked yeah, the she kick shanked it, yeah. right at the end. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah but anyway but another Western Australian. Yeah well yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, who's a finisher normally mm. but again in Brisbane's case much like Round one, they played to the conditions mm. superbly, like those running goals against the wind. Yeah. And it looked like, I mean, you saw how hu- when Hutchie was kicking in at the other mm. end, the ball was just holding Hanging up in up. the air. Yeah. So it was a really, really tough breeze. They just ran the ball into it mm. and scored. And, you know, like the round one conditions where it was just torrential, they were just hacking it forward mm. and, you know, willing themselves to score. So, yeah, they just, they just slug it out. Um, yeah. I'm just loving it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm loving it too. And look, uh, Collingwood will be so disappointed mm. because they won the hitouts, 37 to 12. Yeah. They have, if you look at the stats, they've got the top four possession getters and yet they still, you know, didn't come away with the win. You know, Steph got, got that goal after the siren at three quarter time and you thought, you know, let's yeah. – hope that they can um, take that momentum into the last quarter. But it just –
0: yeah. Yeah, especially having the wind in the last – at that point, when she kicked that goal, you just thought, oh, Collingwood, they're going to get home here. Mm. But credit to Brisbane.
1: Yeah. But I've got to say, look, we picked this after the practice match that Sarah Darcy is a superstar. She's killing it. She Yeah. She's killing it. And she's just doing things like she's willing herself to contest. She's taking contested marks. She's just – Making second, third, fourth efforts mm. like she is hungry. Yeah, and when she gets the ball, she does something exciting with it. It's great. It's just great watching her. Mm. It's a shame for the competition that Collingwood aren't aren't getting it together. They are such you know they bring a lot of fans along. They are a big club, um, but credit to Brisbane. You know they no one raided them, and
0: they're just they're just showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? and on the back of two road trips too. Yeah, and you know the the second one being. To Perth, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's impressive.
1: Yeah, it is impressive. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say to that. Like the the looking at the list today, I didn't think coming off the back of that um, exhibition game last year where they got spanked by Melbourne. I think. Yeah. 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 I didn't think the depth in Queensland was as we are now finding it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a look at the list, they've only got five out of staters. Yeah. In. So, Hildebrand and Ashmore from Melbourne Uni. Frederick we've Spoken Mouths from WA. Wooshner is from East 4 And Gibson's from the Benny Dockers. And the rest of them are Queenslanders. So, whatever's happening at, at local level has meant that they've got this suite of players who are obviously taken to um, the, the the plan that Craig Starcevich is putting on the table. Mm. and. They've, they've got it above the shoulders. They're winning these clinches. Yeah. Yeah, so so good on them and good on to the program that they've got going there. Yeah. You know, imagine if they had Astor O'Connor and Katie Britton at stayed in Queensland. Well, yeah. Boom. Yeah, anyway.
0: exactly. I mean, but this is the thing, and I, and I think, and even in conversations that I've had with Astor and, and Katie, and they speak really highly of the programs that that Craig Starsevich, and Earlier on, Julia Price kind of instituted in Queensland and it's quite it's quite a mean feat when you mm. think about the size of the state and it's, it's showing. Mm. Like they're producing good footballers, yeah. great footballers.
1: Yeah. So I'm just feeling the strange discomfort that I think football fans from every other non-Victorian state feel every year when the grand final is looming and you realise it's not going to be in your state.
0: Well, yeah, there's every chance that it's going to be in Adelaide or Queensland. Adelaide or
1: Brisbane. uh, And I don't know how I feel about this. uh, It's our birthright. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it? It's our birthright
0: to have the grand final in our state. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I guess... I guess this is a brand new competition, and there's oh, no, no guarantees. Yes,
1: that's right. AFLW, its rewriting the rules it's, for everything, including yeah. stripping away our inalienable
0: rights. Yes, but we might have to start a GoFundMe campaign to get to <laughs> to get to one of these <laughs> wherever the grand final might yeah. be. Sheesh. I'm not watching it on telly. <laughs> Jesus! That brings us to Saturday night, big. Clash traditional rivals, Western Bulldogs v Melbourne at Witten Oval. Melbourne got home by 14 points in the end, 4-5-29 to Melbourne's 6-7-43. What did you think of that game?
1: Well, Melbourne are starting to come together. Mm-hmm. I think after that first game against Brisbane in Cranbourne, Lightning, like you came away from that game going, what the hell is Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the field. On and the field weather. and <laughs> as a city. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that game against Collingwood on Saturday night, the first half, they weren't really in it. And then they just, you know, strung it all together in the second half and blew it out of the park. And then on on Saturday night, they, you know, they were, weren't were dominant from the first quarter, but they were, you know, they were two points behind at quarter time. And then they just slowly worked away at mm. the Bulldogs. Daisy got into the game. She would only had one possession in the first quarter, but she was playing it full forward. Mm. And then she had 25 possessions well, in the next three quarters.
0: I, I was also poring over the stats and... Karen Paxman also had one possession in the first quarter Mm. and finished with 27.
1: Yeah, so they're they're outrageous.
0: They're outrageous. Um, Daisy had six tackles as well, so she wasn't really slacking off. 13 of her possessions were contested too. Mm.
1: Yeah. And also on the commentary, Nathan Burke did keep commenting whenever she kicked the ball on her left foot about it. Mm. Look, Melbourne, they're playing a really nice, attractive brand of footy. They bring a lot of their players into the game. We spoke... You know, we've spoken at previous episodes about not quite being sure about their forward structure, but we're starting to see it. We're starting to see, uh, you know, Jess Anderson got her hands on the ball the previous week. And Alyssa Mifswood, she kicked three goals. She provided that target. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a strong body. There was, you know, there's one where she just literally bumps her opponent yes, off the ball. off the ball, yeah. Um, and gets a goal she took a few strong grabs and sometimes with a um tall forward it's just one convincing game that starts their journey yes um and you know this might be it for her i hope it is because it it it's
0: fun footy to watch when they yeah. isolate her there yeah but, um, but I liked that they're, they're versatile because mm. the week before, the obvious instruction was just boot it forward and mm. let Cat Phillips run onto it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas against the doggies, they switched it up a little bit. Mm. Phillips was kind of being well held and they so they isolated Miff and it, mm. and it worked for them. Yeah, yeah. So just having that, that versatility and ability to adapt within a game yeah. as well. Yeah, look, I
1: found that to be a pretty entertaining game as well. I I feel like we're seeing the skills in certain games
0: lift um, Mm. and that was definitely on show. So we've talked a bit about Melbourne. What do you think JC the Doggies can do to kind of get their season back on track and get some wins on the board?
1: You know, they need more players getting into the game and getting their hands on the ball and I guess we're seeing in AFLW that it's the players who really... uh, not necessarily crash and bash, but that's part of it, but who attack the footy, who who are first to the footy, who do things with conviction. Those are the ones that are really making a difference. And um, I think, you know, with the Bulldog style where it's, really high risk it's a high Mm. risk game you know get the ball move it on quickly move it on quickly I think maybe there might be a few players in there that have felt a bit burnt by it because they've made mistakes and it hasn't paid off and whatever whereas I think you just need to flip that around and just give those girls license to just forget what's happened you Mm. need to just have a crack you need to be first to the ball you need to trust yourself you've been picked for an AFLW side you've got talent trust yourself because um, you know Across all the games, if you look at the players that dominate, they are the ones that take the game by the scruff of the neck yep. and make it theirs. They're mm. not the ones who hang back and wait for the game to happen to them. Yeah. So they need more players at the Western Bulldogs to be doing that. So I think you just got to wipe the slate clean, try and through this training week, build some confidence and just say, look, you're here for a reason. Trust your skills. You know, you've got a great left foot s- snap. You've got a great mark. You've got a great this. You know, just fill them up with confidence so that that's what they do. I think in that Bulldogs game there were just it was just a bit too much hesitation um when the game style that they're supposed to be playing is a
0: fast one. Mm. So when you hesitate it, it just doesn't pay off so yeah that's what I that's what I'd be trying to do this week. Mm. So we were in the rooms after the after the game. Um pretty happy rooms that they were the yeah. Melbourne rooms, the Melbourne rooms which are actually the doggies rooms.
1: Actually I've got a theory. Mm. I think, so this is the second week in a row that we have gone into the winning rooms at Whitten Oval and it's the Bulldogs locker room. So, each locker has a name of the female player on it, but the visiting team use them. I think
0: this is a curse on the Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) But we had the very good fortune of having a chat to Jazz Grierson, who... Um, in a bit of a surprise move, she played down back. And she's only young, but I, she's just a natural footballer. and She's going to be an absolute gun. But, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it was nice to ha- have a little chat to her and see how she found it in defence. Okay, we are in the winning Melbourne rooms with Jasmine Grierson. How are you feeling? Oh, perfect. Yeah, like, great game.
2: Yeah. I don't know, just words can't describe it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you haven't played down back much, but so it was a bit of a change of scenery for you this week. Did yeah. you, how much warning did you get?
2: Well, Tuesday at training, they kind of just threw me in the deep end and just say,
3: Jazzy loves the back <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just play football. I'm like, yeah, fine. Um, yeah, so it's not too bad.
0: But you seem to be, like it seemed really natural for you. You you know, you read the ball so well and you, your kicking is, field kicking is superb. Yeah. Did you get much help from your senior teammates down back? Oh yeah but the likes
2: of Mel, Mia, um, Brooke, Smitty as well like they just say go there do this so like I didn't have to do much really
1: yeah but loved every minute of it. The Bulldogs really threw everything at you in that third quarter and yet your defense managed to really just hold up and you didn't look too flustered um, and managed to then get some uh, scoreboard pressure back as well. Was there anything special you were doing there or just executing the game plan?
2: Um, yeah, like I think it was just stay calm and just find a player, shut them down and then just play footy. So pretty simple when you like look at it like that, but yeah.
0: Now, is Melissa Hickey taking you under her wing now that you're playing in the back
2: line? 100%, yeah. Um, oh yeah, she probably has from the start, but now this week she's just been like level above. Yeah.
0: Um, what about her goal celebrations? Is that something that you'll take on board? or?
2: Yeah, um, she actually gets a bit scary. like. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, they um just lift the whole team up and we just get around her and the team. So yeah, yeah. it's great.
1: Um, so you've gone now two and one. Tonight was a bit of a final, I guess. I guess each week is yeah. a final, but you're up now. You're in... Um, Ahead of the ledger. Ahead of the ledger, that's right. Um, and next week you got Carlton, so that's a big challenge. Yeah, so
2: that's a massive game and I think they play the Crows tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. Um, we played them in a practice match, so like I guess we both know how we play, so I guess it's just <laughs> doing the same thing and playing
0: <laughs> footy. Well, thanks Jazzy, well done tonight. My pleasure. Thank you guys, thank you. <laughs> oh, I love Jaz, she's great. Mm. Um, she was great to watch there mm. was one
1: i think right in front of the grandstand where she she was handballed the ball and she just kind of had it on the edge of her fingers as she was running at full pace you know and then brought it back in like the ball skills yeah it was beautiful to watch she is going to be a superstar yeah
0: yeah no that was brilliant she just kind of the handball was a bit too far in front of her but Mm. she managed to just kind of Mm. bring it in and then deliver a 40 metre pass, it was beautiful.
1: It was beautiful and you've talked before about how the really good players look like they've got so much more Mm -hmm. time and Mm -hmm. just watching that moment, you're like, yeah she's not, she just looked like she had it on the string, she's going to take her time. Everyone else is
0: frazzled and running around. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty amazing. How old is she? She's maybe 19? Yeah. Or something, if that. She might actually still be 18 I'm not sure. One to watch. Yeah. But she, I mean she has played in defence a little bit for Vic Metro Mm -hmm. previously but She's just a she's just a natural footballer. She just knows where to be. Mm. It's great. We also had the good fortune of talking to Lauren Pearce and Brooke Patterson.
1: Mm. I th- thought this would be a good week to um, interview them. They're basketball converts, mm-hmm. as is Alyssa Mifsud who starred. Yep. As is uh, an Adelaide player who maybe won the game that we'll talk about in a minute. So, yes. these basketballers, they're taking it over. They are. Yeah, but – you know, these these two are funny girls. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, they came to Darabin together and they've gone to Melbourne together. And I remember Brooke saying, I asked Brooke once, you know, why did she want to give footy a try after um, playing basketball for so long? And she wasn't on the record, but sorry, Brooke, I'm saying it anyway. And she said, um, <laughs> I was sick of being fouled off the court. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good reason. That's a great reason. (laughs) Uh, Here's Brooke and Loz. Uh, Well, we're in the winning Melbourne rooms with Lauren Pierce and Brooke Patterson. How does that feel, guys? Amazing. Yeah.
3: I mean, it feels just as good as last week. And, yeah. But, yeah, we've got bigger fish to fry, but we're, like, kind of enjoying it tonight. And then we'll kind of switch to recovery. Yeah, Brooke! Good
4: to have it two weeks in a row, though. Best feeling.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, Loz, you spent the whole night rucking. How how are the legs?
4: Not the whole night. The last five minutes I was in the (laughs) forward.
0: I'm I'm very sorry about that. (laughs) No, no,
4: no, it's fine. Yeah, it was all right, but unfortunately got a few knocks to the uh, calf, wow, the shin, so put me off for a little bit, but it's good fun. I love it. You get to do everything.
0: Now, how was it going up against Astor O'Connor?
4: I didn't expect her to start in there, so when I was walking to the middle, I was like, oh, Astor's there, hey, hello, sort of thing. But no, it's good to, you know, play against someone that you've heard so much of and just getting a chance to play against him.
1: But you were doing uh, pretty much everything in that, in that first half, taking a lot of marks, getting a lot of the ball, considering you were against uh, three rucks. So you did an excellent job. This is no question, it's just a comment.
0: <laughs> it's, just, it's just a comment. <laughs>
1: Thanks
4: for the comment. You yeah, know, it, I think I just found myself in the right position sometimes and, you know, sometimes I don't even know where I'm sort of going but just guidance from everyone, keep going, keep going and just try and get that one kick away. So paid off for a little
0: bit of it. Now, Brooke, you were playing down back. Mm. It was kind of a bit manic to, at the beginning of the last quarter there but you guys just seemed to really just steady and, and slow the game down and yeah. played it on your terms again. Yeah, they definitely um, threw
3: everything they had at us in that, that third quarter and then even like another little surge in the, the fourth quarter. So, yeah, really proud of our defensive group to kind of stay composed and calm and, yeah, really hold hold them off,
0: yeah. We just spoke to Jazz Grierson. She it's uh, a bit of a surprise move down back this week. How do you think yeah, she went?
3: Yeah, I think she will be here to stay, hopefully. I'd love loved having her down there. Yeah. So she just yeah, obviously elite kicking, so uses the ball well, so, so I think why the coaches put her down there, across that half back, a bit loose, reads the play, good in the air, so it's good to
4: good
1: to have her down there. A
4: silky yeah. player. Silky smooth. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um so Brooke, despite this you know, you've played one season of footy, you're from basketball, both of you are from basketball, but you just find yourself in the right spot all the time. What is the secret?
3: <laughs> um, I think it does come from basketball a little bit, like just reading reading the play and I've watched a lot of football in my time. My husband likes to watch a lot of football, so I think maybe that acquired learning from just it being on 24-7 maybe.
4: And I can tell you in basketball, she's the same. Seriously, always in the right spot, always getting steals, just knows how to read the ball. So it's just a big scale which is awesome at because she's got the speed and the agility. What was your experience, Brooke, winning two two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row. Oh, <laughs> didn't we answer that before? No, you didn't. <laughs> two weeks in a row. It's, not just it's like,
3: the same buzz, it's the same buzz, yeah. Just looking forward to, yeah, turning around this week and getting up for Carlton. It's going to be a really good
0: game next week, so, yeah. Yeah, well, good luck. Rest up and, uh, might see you next week. Thanks,
4: guys.
0: (laughs) See you later. Oh, those two Mm. funny, funny, funny girls. Yeah. Well, that brings us to possibly the match of the round. I think
1: all the games this week were
0: really entertaining. They were, actually. So, that's that's actually a big call. (laughs) But let's rephrase it. It was a top-of-the-table clash. Adelaide v Carlton. Adelaide just snuck home by three Mm. points. Yeah. Another really low-scoring game you know blowing a gale to one end of the ground looked like a really tough conditions again but gee it was uh, it was also a tough game of footy too
1: yeah but i think the score doesn't really reflect it was quite free flowing mm. especially the first quarter first half like the ball is moving around yeah um but yeah i guess it's credit to both of um both teams defence that then within the forward line they just couldn't quite get some nice shots on goal look That Brie Davey, she's amazing. She is amazing. She was kicking a few left foots. Yes. Left feet? (laughs) Someone
0: can correct me. Um, (laughs)
1: But what have we found out?
0: Yeah, well, Carlton released a little video today and Damien Keeping announced that Sarah Last has done her ACL and will miss Mm. 12 months of footy. But also Brie Davey has a lower back injury and she will miss um, the next two weeks which is pretty crucial considering who they're playing, especially next week. But I think also in the game, she was off the ground in the third quarter and I think that really hurt Carlton's ability to to score.
1: Yeah, look, she's probably... She got 23 disposals despite being off the ground for however long. Um, Look, she's huge in terms of their structure, their defensive structure, how they bring the ball out and then when she's in the middle of the ground. I think that's... that's a really big loss. Mm. Um, it's massive, isn't it? It is massive, and I don't quite know how they'll replace her. But look, the thing is, when big players go out like that, you know, um, crucial players go out like that. Sometimes it just the game style changes, and they mm. can be replaced. I remember when Nathan Buckley was really um, prominent at Collingwood, and when he wasn't playing, Collingwood supporters like, oh no, we're going to lose. But they just kind of find a different way, way to play, to, yeah. and other players would step up. So. Look, I'm not – I don't think it's the death now for Carlton. They've had one loss and Brie Davies out and, oh, no, i am just got my head in the sand. But that's because I've been scarred for many years of supporting this club. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need to be a bit more positive. And just even at local level, I know that like, when some of the big stars are out, it, it just gives other people the opportunity to step up. I think for whatever reason, that dynamic between people, when there is a more prominent player out there, you know, the other players – you know, feel like, oh, that's their role. I won't do that. But when they're completely not on the ground, people step up, and yeah. Um. So, um, yeah. Uh, we'll s- we'll see how they go. We'll see if it it re- restructures them. But she gets so much of the ball, and she's just a you know a bull. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. She you know seems impossible to tackle. Yeah. Um.
0: I yeah. So I that's d- a big loss. I know. I did say to you at the GWS Carlton game. I just wonder how many photos we're gonna see by the end of the AFLW season where Bree Davy is poised to shoot off a handball with three players <laughs> hanging off her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Um, but look, that game was won by a massive goal. Kicked by Aaron Phillips, probably in the same spot that Kelly Gibson kicked that yeah. beautiful goal in the first yeah, round. Yeah, um, you know, a real captain's goal to win the game, and you just think, wow, the the two captains at Adelaide, Chelsea Randall, she played really well whenever mm. she's got the ball in her hands. It just looks beautiful. She flew for an absolute hangout yeah. and
0: almost gloved it.
1: Oh, she's just great to watch, isn't but she? Look, the leaders at um, Adelaide are just doing such a great job and you can see how they've got so far. Um, You know, lots of people didn't rate them and they're proving everyone wrong. And again, they've, they've won a close game. When you win close games, it means that you've got it above the shoulders, which is so much of football. Yeah. It is so much of football. It doesn't matter how much talent you have on the park. If you cannot keep your head play the style you need to play lock it down when you need to lock it down attack when you need to attack um you you don't win you can have you know all the number 1 draft picks in the world but they're just doing it um so look it was a, it was a it was a low scoring game but it didn't feel like that it was no. gripping
0: yeah it was it was a gripping contest wasn't it yeah. um talking to a recruiter an AFLW recruiter over the weekend um he mentioned to me just how crucial the partnership with Northern Territory is for Adelaide Mm. and in those states where they haven't had the football programs that that Victoria has you know your 8 to 10 bottom players your depth players and that tends to be sometimes where the talent can drop away quite dramatically but because Adelaide have topped that up with the best talent from Northern Territory, actually I think we've all under underestimated them. Mm, yeah, because it's
1: much more even. Their it's much more even. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's working well. So they've got Fremantle this week, don't they? Which is a rematch of that practice match, um, which was played in Darwin, where Freo blitzed them. Yeah. And yeah, I think also, yeah, that's right. Based on that game, I think lots of commentators were... Um, thinking Freo would be more dominant than they are in Adelaide wouldn't be Mm. because when they they played in that... Oh, how quickly we forget when they played in that practice match. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, they're they're playing Fremantle again. That'll be interesting. Um, Whether, you know, the things that happened in that game happen again to to give Fremantle the ascendancy It's it's a funny thing sometimes. Like two teams that might be really far apart on the ladder... But for whatever reason, their matchups make them a lot more even. Yeah. I know that um, has always happened with uh, Darabin and Diamond Creek. Although in, they've often been quite close on the ladder, but even this year, where Diamond Creek were out of the top four, whenever they played Darabin, it was always a really close game. There's just mm. something about always the two on. teams yep. and how they match up together that happens. So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting game. Kind of now that we've got two teams that are unbeaten on three, yeah. Every game, like, every game is a final. Mm. So, Adelaide will want to win. They will want to keep that space between them and the rest of the competition and Freo will be desperately trying to, you know, get play the type of footy they want to play and, um, you know, get wins on the board. Like, even when you know the grand final is out of your grasp, you don't want to lose. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty disappointed just um, on a personal note that, Adelaide didn't win because I wanted to make a joke about the honeymoon being over (laughs) for Tex Perkins, which is a reference to Tex Perkins being named after Tex Perkins (laughs) from the cruel sea. Yes. Not Tex Perkins as some kind of mishmash of Tex Walker. (laughs) Walker, Texas Ranger, and Sarah Perkins. Mm. Although I think it works both ways. It certainly works both ways. It's nice and neat that she's a full forward from Adelaide and he's a full forward from Adelaide. But the
0: original nickname, I believe, is from... Well, this is the assumption that I make because it was Mark Rusciuto that dropped it during the commentary in their first game. Mm. And he said Tex Perkins and me being my age. And I think he's probably... Mm. Older, A little bit older. Yeah. But, you know, familiar enough with the Australian music <laughs> scene to know of Tex Perkins, yeah. the lead singer of The Cruel Sea. But perhaps those listening
1: to other commentators will think that it's a reference to Walker, T- Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. Mm. And maybe even Sarah Perkins herself.
0: Yes, which I think has happened. And I've actually seen some, even journalists, write about. I think it's because we're old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, we're not that old. You know, we're not that old. Like it was, they
1: were really big, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> it was a very popular song yeah. in the '90s. <laughs> it
0: was. <laughs> I'm sh- pretty sure I saw Be Suburban at Meredith once too. Yeah. <laughs> so round four. Yeah. It's another Super Saturday. Julia's favourite. Oh, Starting I'm very at a
1: wedding, I can't even watch any of them oh, I'm going to have a very no. super Sunday when I, re-
0: <laughs> when I watch the replays Early Saturday morning Out at Casey Fields Melbourne take on Carlton Whoa.
1: Casey Fields Actually I'm pretty happy I'm at a wedding Because yeah. I wasn't going to drive out there <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me drive out there Yeah that's all right. Well it's a must win for both teams They're both 2-1 Yeah, Carlton without Brie Davey They've had a few other injuries. Look, I Melbourne have really impressed me the last two weeks. Yeah. I feel like they're starting to click together. They start to get their forward action happening. They defensively seem really strong. Yeah. It's, I, if I were a tipping person, which we established last week, I'm not. Mm, well, neither of us are. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like Melbourne are going to. I think yep. they'd want to stamp their mark on that ground as well. It's their home yeah. game. The yeah. last time they were there, didn't go well. Yeah.
0: And that is also a double header game. The Melbourne and Carlton men's teams will play after. Mm. I don't know about tickets for that, though, because I don't watch men's footy anymore.
1: Do we care about that? I think the Bulldogs banner this week really um, summed up that yeah. <laughs> we don't care about men's footy. It's the real footies first.
0: Well, as someone pointed out to me, someone being Karen Paxman, we should maybe consider changing the name of our show to this AFLW life.
1: Oh, because we don't talk about
0: AFL. No, last year you talked about AFL. No, that's true. This, this is just, me. just This is just a super, super season. Mm. Yeah. Um, The next game is in Brizzy. They take on GWS.
1: Look, Brisbane are going to be feeling pretty confident. They're 3-0, and zero, but they weren't, you know, they, they weren't, 100% dominant that Collingwood game. There's chinks in their armor. So, you know, if GWS can find them I feel like each week GWS are playing better footy. You know, it's going to be a big it's a big ask to to, you know, travel interstate and and beat a team that are um unbeaten so far, but I don't think it's a yeah, yeah. it's it's an out and out um yeah, yeah. I I think that, that that game's up for grabs. Hopefully, you know, I want to see GW, GWS win. I want to see a nice, even competition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so... And mm. look, they've got some things going for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Emma Swanson probably feel really good about having a game under her belt now. Mm. Yeah. You know, they've got good players. Yeah. The competitions even. Yeah. Saturday night, this is a massive game. Western Bulldogs v. Collingwood. Must
1: win for both.
0: Both, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. they Like, both of these teams, I think, are just feeling pretty disappointed with how things are going and just be wanting it to put it together in front of a fourth no, fourth night game in a row with Nova Yeah, yep. <laughs> Look, that's the other thing. Sorry, I'm just going to mention. So at the Western Bulldogs home games, when they kick a goal, the fireworks go off. Yes. Which is all well and good and I know that's supposed to create this kind of festive atmosphere. But when they're losing and they're not kicking goals and then the fireworks go off... You really feel <laughs> how long the gaps are between the fireworks? <laughs> and it's a bit sad. I don't
0: like it. I think the fireworks need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> J- JC's spoken <laughs> about the fireworks. Well,
1: it's fine if you're kicking four goals a quarter, but when you're not kicking... Well, that 2-11 game, they went off twice. Yeah, that's true. It was sad. Yeah, so do you think... Like, like the like
0: saddest fireworks in all of footy? Do you think they should... Call the fireworks at half time. Like if they're down at half time, no more fireworks. Maybe.
1: Because imagine like if they are you know, scoreless in the second half and they just get some a goal, a token goal with five minutes to go and the fireworks go off. Mm. So they're just the saddest little token <laughs> fireworks. Just little party poppers. Yeah, it is a party popper. It's like a party popper that you give to, give to a kid that arrives late at a party <laughs> and they're just there by themselves. Pomp. <laughs> nah, I'm not into it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a must-win game for both. I'm sure everyone would like to see Mo back on Witten Noble um, kicking some goals. But, look, I'd like to see the team, if they're really, you know, headstrong about Mo's got to kick a bag for us to win, which I don't think they are because they've got other goal kickers that we've spoken about. But Mo is best when she is within that 30-metre arc from goal.
0: Yeah, on her own.
1: On her own, one-on-one. She can take a mark. She can kick on both sides of her body. Mm-hmm. She's not getting that opportunity ever. So if they want her to kick a bag, that's the environment they've got to create for her. Yep. Um, so I'd like to see them, if that's their game plan, to get you know a winning score through Mo, that's how they've got to do it. I don't think that they need to do it that way because they've got Jazz Garner, mm. um, Jess Cameron and Sarah Darcy up there who can kick goals.
0: But if they're going to do it that way, that's how she plays best. Play to her strengths. But this is, I mean, I know we've talked about Mo. This is the thing, though. She'll get off the chain for mm. five minutes. She'll yeah. kick four goals and then all this talk will go to bed.
1: Yeah. No, that's right. So, I hope it happens.
0: Mm. And Sunday, we round out round four with Fremantle taking on Adelaide over in Frio.
1: Geez, I want to see Frio yeah. get up. Um, Just good for the team and I want a Victorian final. So... Someone needs to knock off Adelaide or Brisbane this week. Come on. <laughs> well, because I
0: think Adelaide and Brisbane actually play each other in round five. Mm. So, we, it'll be very interesting if we get to round five and they're still both undefeated. But Yeah, yeah. And
1: I was having a look today. I was skipping ahead. I was looking forward. I was getting the spoilers. Yeah. Um, in the last round, Carlton played Brisbane. And I just think if Carlton, you know, continue
0: on there. Mm. Is it in Melbourne? Yes. It is the see last game of the season any final topics jc before we wind up
1: well look i have been thinking now you know we're around the halfway mark and i just want to know
0: what do i do when this is over oh i know i'm i'm actually i'm trying not to think about april too much so we're three rounds in, mm.
1: four rounds to go. Mm. Um, and I guess some things are shaping up, like who's got a lot of goals and who's had match winning, um, who's been racking up a lot of disposals and been in the best. And who do you think would be a likely girl brown low <laughs> winner? Well, Pink low, is that what it is? <laughs> Pink high?
0: That's terrible name. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Daisy Pierce award. <laughs> yes, the Daisy Pierce medal. Well, I would have said... After three rounds, almost a dead heat between Brie Davy and Aaron Phillips.
1: Mm, yeah, but the injury, but the injury. Yeah, and it's not a twenty-two round season where two games out is can be covered. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: Interesting. I um, what, who do you think?
1: Well, look, <laughs> I watching the last two games. I felt like Karen Paxman mm. has just been in everything. Um, for whatever reason, at um, State league level, she's always tallied really poorly. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, because she's racked up a lot of stats. I think just, yeah, other players attract attention. But she's got a huge amount of disposals the last two weeks. And even yeah. in that game against Brisbane, I felt like, you know, perhaps if she might have got one vote as well. So look, I'd like to see her if she doesn't win poll, finally poll. Yeah. votes. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Well, I, I think. That's probably the plus side of these games actually getting coverage and, you know, statisticians actually, people are seeing mm. it, the proof in the pudding whereas yeah. she might get a lot of touches out here at AHCAP mm. but people aren't counting it.
1: Yeah. So, look, I'd, I'd like to see her up there. I think um, it's that thing of, you know, that year – remember that year that Chris Judd won the Brownlow at Carlton? But I Carlton I had, had a really bad year mm. and I think it was Collingwood – it had a really good year, but all their mids shared the votes. Yep. so you do wonder where you know if um, Brisbane will keep being dominant, whether that detracts from their vote, who their vote getters might be, and the same with Adelaide. Like if Erin Phillips is not going to poll well because it'll be shared mm. amongst um her her teammates. So yeah, like, like it could just be you know someone from from Freo who who stands out. It could be Carrot Donnellan. Yeah, because she'll get one or two votes every game, and it won't be snagged up by yeah, snatched up by other players. So we'll see. It'll, it's interesting. I I'd, I want it to get a name at some point. It just can be called the women's best and fairest, I guess. Yeah, they give it a name. Yeah, but with the goal kickers, you know, we're going to have a winning goal kicker that might have kicked like fifteen goals. Yeah, or not even. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe eleven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But look, that's the
0: that's how it's been set up. It's a short season, they're short games. Mm. Yeah. So who do you think will take out the goal kicking? Well, I think Darcy's currently ahead on seven.
1: Yeah, she's ahead on seven. Look and she's yeah, she's shown that even when it's low scoring she'll at least get one mm. or two. Mm. Um look, I'd like Darcy
0: to win it. Come on. It well, it'd be yeah. This AFL life would be pretty happy about that. Yeah,
1: but I reckon possibly like Sabrina Frederick Traub, because mm. she's just dominant, mm. and, I, and again, I think she's someone that in all games will
0: will get one or two. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about mm. was you mentioning marks inside fifty mm. are absolute gold, and in the Melbourne mm. Western Bulldogs game, mm. Melbourne had eight mm. to Bulldogs zero. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I said marks inside 50, I said contestant marks, but thanks for giving me more credit. Um, yeah, no, it it is. It is like gold because I guess, you know, all the teams are playing a really fast style, but just when you get it inside 50, you want to be able to settle, take a set shot, even spot up the next person closest. And I've heard someone saying, maybe it was Melissa Hickey, I'm not sure. I've heard someone talk about they um, – want perhaps for AFLW going forward that we take different stats and we talk about different things to reflect truly what's happening. So, inside 50 should really be inside 30 because yeah. an inside 50 is not a shot on goal. goal in women's it, footy. In women's that? footy. Mm. It's an inside 30. So, when we're talking about, you know, we need to get more inside 50, well, it doesn't have the same relevance mm. Um, mm. because we need to be closer to goal. Mm. Um, not everyone is Taylor Harris or Astro Connor who can yeah. bomb it from 50. Or Aaron Phillips, as we're finding, finding out. Mm, so, yeah. that's something I'd like to see um, in, you know, the new and is, is how we take stats slightly differently to, yeah. to make more meaning of them.
0: How would you feel about a 30-meter line? Like, the 50 is still there, but just another white line. I'm good with 30 it. 30 meters out, so the stats statisticians can um, call it. I think that that is a good idea, to be honest, mm.
1: because I think, why is it there in the men's game?
0: Because they can kick from 50.
1: Cause they, yeah, but what purpose does it – Um, what purpose is it for the player? The player, so they've got some idea where they are. Mm. They sh- they personally should know how far they can kick and so they can make a judgment in the moment, I'm going to take the kick from here. Mm. Now, the girls that don't have that, they know, well, I've, the 50's behind me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, they, they don't have the benefit of, I know I can kick 30 and I'm on the 30 line. Mm. I think it just – yeah, mm. I think it would make it – Mm. It doesn't
0: have to be super-duper, you know, with the numbers on it, but just another line. Yeah. I think that that's
1: worth considering. Mm. Yeah. Solving problems. Giving out tips for free. Yeah. That's
0: what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you want to sponsor the show... (laughs) Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. We've had a few reviews on iTunes, so thank you for that. But we would love more, Mm -hmm. so keep them coming in. uh, And you can subscribe, uh, give us a rating or a review. Uh, We're also on SoundCloud. Do follow us on social media at Life.
1: But we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you guys.